All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems of Wealth podcast. I am your host, Noel Cronfly, and today I am joined by a very special guest, someone that I've gotten to build with, build some systems with, see, operate at a very close, uh, in a close proximity. And I think, and for my money, has the best game or best beard in the game at oh, this point. <laughs> it is Mr. Clint Hossman. Clint, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. I really, really appreciate it. And just right off the bat, I wanted to start thank I just wanted to say thank you for like allowing me to be close and just watch how you build. Like, I just, I wanted to say thank you for being you. It's always just like, it's one of those where I see your, your, your appointment on my calendar and I'm like, oh, I get to talk to Clint today. It's so exciting. So again, nice. thank you for being you, man. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. So I wanted to just start by like, when people ask you like what you do, what your official title is, what do you, what do you usually say? Oh boy. Uh, because I mean, sheesh, you're supposed to have like your elevator yeah, right? down, right? Yeah. And it's, so it's a, uh, it's a loaded question for sure. And for me, it's, I will based off of who I'm talking to, yes. because what we do with long ship systems, we're doing the back end automation. We're putting together CRMs. We're building workflows for mortgage teams, for real estate agents, for, uh, education specialists, for fitness influencers, we're all over the place. Like yeah. there is no specific niche that we occupy other than we specialize in taking the ideas that are in an entrepreneur's brain, putting it into software mm. so that it can then scale. Yes. Right. Ooh, very so nice. When somebody, when somebody asks, Hey, what do you do? And I'm like, and if I know them, if they're employed by somebody, it's like, yeah. Okay. Well you operate in a CRM, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so we build those for small to medium-sized businesses. Okay. Oh, all right. Starts to um, make sense, yeah. Start to make sense. If they are an entrepreneur, uh-huh. they run a business, then it's I can have a much more in-depth conversation. Of course. That totally makes sense. Because like, I like starting asking that question because I always find it difficult to answer too. Because when like, I say like for uh same sort of thing, like for maybe someone that is maybe not as that's like un- uh, uninitiated to like the digital space. I just say like, I'm a marketing and operations consultant. Like that's always what there I've said. Go. It's very simple, but like when, if I get into like, yeah, like I build Zapier systems and I like building landing pages, people are like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I can see people's eyes just yeah. like kind of, and I'm like, oh boy, I screwed it up again. Cause I don't have the like dialed on like, you know, elevator pitch or anything like that either. But well, so, it, well in that spirit though, we do have a tagline. I mean, we'll say, uh, well, what do you do? Well, we help entrepreneurs define, design, and execute their ideal client Ooh. journey. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's really yeah. nice. Yeah. And so in that kind of, if I'm in a mastermind or I'm working w- around other entrepreneurs, yeah. then that resonates because they're like, oh yeah, I need, I feel like there's no clear definition of how I deliver my service. Okay, yes. Cool. We can help you define that. Right. We'll design the execution, but we go a step further. And in our space, let's just generically call it the consulting space, right? Yes, right. Um, there's two types of consultants. There's the type of, I've been doing this motion a lot lately, <laughs> nothing sexual. It's just, I don't know why, but there it goes. Uh, on one side of the aisle, you got people that will tell you what you should right. be doing, Yep. but they won't actually lower themselves to do it. Correct. On the other side of the aisle, you got a bunch of people that will do it. They'll mm-hmm. build it, but 
but you don't necessarily want their opinion on what the best practice is. It's just interesting. Connect dot A to dot B. Wow. Please. Yeah. Longship systems, we occupy a space in between. Right? I've been doing this for over a decade now. We've worked with everybody in the business from, jeez, uh, I think Church of Scientology, Kelly Starrett, Ready State Fitness. What? Uh, Frank Kern. Yeah. Uh, we've implemented for literally everybody. Crazy, dude. Digital marketer. So we've seen the back end of everything. Yeah. But it's, we're occupying, not only are we consulting with them on, we'll like take somebody like Kern, mm-hmm. where it's, he knows what the hell he's doing. Of course. Right. But he doesn't have the time, time to yep. know all of the software to do right. it. And so, they'll come to an agency such as ourselves. And then we understand not only the strategic, but the technical language for the team. Wow. Wow. That's a really good distinction, by the way. Like, well, there's two things that I think you said there. It's like one, the, the entrepreneurs, like everybody's got an idea. Ideas are a dime a dozen, but being able to like get that out of your head and execute and see it come to life. Like that's part of, I mean, who brought us together, Scott Chang. If anybody hasn't listened to that podcast, um, definitely go back and listen to that. But that was kind of like my, my thing with Scott was like, he's got ideas, he's got ideas, but like, I'm here to make it real and actionable. And this is like, actually doing it and building it and seeing it come to life. That is what always has spoke to me. And I knew that like from the moment that I met you, I was like, oh, our brains are very like a line cut from the same side of like being a systems and operator and being on the behind the scenes. But the other thing that you said that like some entrepreneurs almost like allergic to work or think that like it's a bad thing to like trade time for money or to like to do that. But like, you got to get your hands dirty. I mean, if that's, if you want to be like good at what you're doing, you got to have that execution. Well, as long as you don't agreed. Yes. And then I'd go a little bit. Yes. It's, um, you have to understand the conceptual level. Yeah. Right. 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 A lot of entrepreneurs, Hmm. they'll, if it's not your genius, it's not what you should be working on. Right. Like if you take somebody, probably one of the best examples of, um, workflow compartmentalization with, uh, it's Kelly star at the ready. Yeah. Like, we worked with them for three years and they had launched their new app and then uh, had some issues with that. And so we came back together and worked together after they had launched. I'm, Kelly did Kelly. He was, he's a PA. He's a genius when it comes to working with the body and, you know, squeezing the best performance and getting people rehabbed. Right. That's a superpower. Superpower you don't want to bother him with the nuance of email copy and workflows. Like it's just, so he stayed out of that conversation. He had his trusted advisor, the people that he had built the team around him. They handled that Hmm. so that he could stay focused on what he's good at. Right. right? What he likes. Right. Right. A lot of entrepreneurs, they want to be good at everything. It's like, Hmm. I'm good at this one thing. Ergo, I'm good at all of the things. Yeah, right. No, not necessarily. <laughs> and, and so it's the, if the, the ones that are really successful, uh, the CEO of Infusionsoft now called Keep, his yep. name is Clayton Mask. Mm-hmm. He had said something years ago uh, that has always stuck with me. He said, entrepreneurship is the process of learning to let go. Wow. I'm like, that's, that's legit. So yeah. it's the people that are most successful at scaling their business are the ones that learn to let go of the components that don't require them. 
Wow. Yeah. The resources or software Mm -hmm. to replace them in specific instances so that they can scale. Yeah. I heard, um, I think it was, uh, yeah. Ryan Dice said this on an interview that I was listening to. He said like, so many people think of like scaling as like hiring or delegating the things that like you're not good at. And he's like, what, what is true difficulty when it comes to scaling is like hiring out the things that like you are good at. He's like, I'm, I want to run ads. I'm good at running ads, but like, I, that's not the best, highest leverage use of my time at this point when I am trying to grow and scale my company. Yeah, that's right. Like for me, uh, the biggest joy that I get out of what we do is I love the conversation. Mm. Like, if I'm working on a project with somebody, so my wife, Sarah, she does all the front end conversations, the sales, the okay. marketing, like she's, she loves talking to people. She gets energized out right. of large group interactions. Whereas me, I'm going to go way too deep on the details and yep. I try and edit myself, but I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, okay, if that has true, then I have to, and nobody, ain't, nobody's got time for that. It's right. a serious sales killer. Right. <laughs> so when I'm working with somebody and we're first starting to talk about what it is that they want to do, I don't even talk about software. Huh? Okay. I just start asking questions. Yeah. And it's the questioning yeah. that is the fun part for me. Right. It's like, we can talk about what the appropriate solution is later. Like, what is it that you want to go? Where oh, do you wow. want to see yourself in? Where does this end up in five years, 10 years? Are you looking to sell your business? Are you looking to hire people? Do you want to hire people? Do you want a large team? If you don't want a large team, then, you know, that's going to expand our, you know, that narrow expands the software solutions we have. Right. Um, And so kind of getting a feel for them and where they're at and then learning to present answers to the individual in a way that they are primed to accept it. Hmm. So it's a lot of times what will happen is because a solution is presented in a language that they don't get. Yep. Then they're closed off to it. Total disconnect. Yeah. Total disconnect. Right. And so it's been a long process and I'm still learning it of, of course and trying to figure out how do they need to hear this? Yeah. So that I can, get them to where they want to go. Right. As entre- again, as entrepreneurs, oftentimes we're our, we are our biggest impediment. 100%. Right? <laughs> and, and it's like, it, it just doesn't work for us because yeah. uh, there's only so many hours in a day. And right. Shit, I mean, what, I'm 44 now and it feels like the days are even shorter than they've ever been. I'm like, yeah, I'll get at the end of the day. I'm like, what did I get done? <laughs> oh, I was just going by so fast. Yeah, like, right. And so learning to just let go of those components and huh. trust it to somebody else key. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting too, because I think like, like from a, like an entrepreneur might hear something about a software or a system and be like, this is going to solve all my business problems. And I'm going to come and be like, isn't like, can't you just implement this and just do it for me? And it's going to solve all my problems. And it's like, well, let's slow down a little bit and let's dissect why you want this kind of end goal. Cause I have that same issue is like, I get really deep into the technicalities of it because I'm in it so much. I speak the language. It excites me. It makes sense to me, but like that isn't necessarily the right way to frame that for somebody that is trying to come in. So that's really dude. Like, again, I knew, uh, I knew this would be a fun, a fun conversation, but like, so you're saying you've been, you know, is, is long ship at this point, like a decade old? No. So, uh, long ship is five years old. Now. Okay. Um, 
we started we as in me and the mouse in my pocket uh <laughs> sarah and i we she was i was in school i was actually racing mountain bikes professionally really and, all right and working on a master's degree and working at a call center doing sales cool so had a lot of hats and sarah uh first time we met she was like what 20 19 20 and she goes you know the usual conversation what do you want to be when you grow up and she's like i want to be an insurance person i want to have my own insurance agency and i'm all that's the weirdest shit I've ever heard out of a <laughs> yeah, woman. Come? Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, fast You're forward. Mine. I'm your keeper. <laughs> <laughs> fast forward eight, nine years, and she's a MetLife agent, right? Okay. And yep. she's building her book, book of business. Yep. They provide a CRM of sorts, really not that great. Mm-hmm. And she's looking for different solutions. Well, we come across Infusionsoft, which coincidentally is like three miles down the road from us okay. uh, here in Arizona. Yep. And we get it because you know, it does hypothetically the thing we say we want to do. Yeah. But at that point they didn't do any onboarding. They didn't do any coaching. It's Uh just, here's your box of Legos. Enjoy. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Three months of staring at that, like a couple of monkeys staring at a math problem, making (laughs) us question like we're smart people, right? Right? Like what's going on? And finally we got it to do a couple of basic things. All right. So then fast forward a couple barely even a year and okay. I completed a master's program and I'm looking for a real job mm-hmm. and Infusionsoft is hiring. Okay. And so uh, that was 11 years ago. Wow. All right. Yeah. And uh, so went and started working there. Uh, Sweet. Emplo- employee 169. And wow. Dude. Left two years later, they were over okay. 600 employees. Man. And I got hired at a agency uh, called six division. That's where I met Scott. Okay. Yes. So I was their first full-time employee. I was the director of client services there, helped hire, train a team. We took it from a $1 million revenue service business uh-huh. to a $5 million company Dude. in four years. Man. Great team. That's where, you know, got made tons of connections. I mean, everybody who was anybody who was working inside of Infusionsoft, they mm-hmm. come to us. Right. And dude, I mean, we saw the back end of, I'm telling you, like Church of Scientology to a guy who referred to himself as a goat pimp because his entire business was hiring out herds of goats okay. to clear government properties of <laughs> foliage. Okay. Like multi-million dollar business on the yeah. East Coast. Amazing. And like, where are people coming up with these yeah. weird ass ideas for right. businesses? Right. And uh, so at a certain point, it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll do my own thing. Then. Yeah. And nice. so, okay. Yeah. Five years ago, July, uh, just last two months ago, uh, we started. Dude, congratulations. So, That's so cool. Thanks. Cause I had, so like, I had a similar, um, uh, this was 20, this was two years ago from me. I like, cause my, my original skill that I learned was Facebook ads. Like I, I knew how to run paid ads online. That was kind of the first thing that I learned. Yep. And then pandemic times happened in my agency, whatever you want to call it, that was running basically like dried up overnight. Essentially Scott yep. was really the only person that kept me like on board. Like he stuck with me through all that. Um, and you know, introduced me to a lot of his network and just like kept me working. But I went from paid ads to learning landing pages and funnel design. And then I learned like, oh, there's a conversion event on the landing page and then there's email sequences. And like at that time, I just remember thinking like, I just want to know the behind the scenes of how like a seven figure online business works. Like I want to know behind the scenes because I had 
you know, been inundated by like the Russell Brunson's and like, you know, these guys that are, you know, have all these ads online that make it seem like it's so easy to like build these businesses. And I'm like, why can't I figure this out? And I think like, I just, I didn't realize like how much of it of like, oh, in order to grow and scale at that point, like they're not doing it on their own. They have a team behind them. Like there's no way that they're doing it on their own. That was like news to me, but also like, I knew that there was inner workings and like, I didn't realize that like, oh, this is what people call systems and operations and automations and being able to implement and do that stuff. And so it took me on a wild hunt of figuring that out. And like, I did have the opportunity to, you know, implement and build a lot of that with a business partner. Unfortunately, that business is no longer around. That's a whole nother yeah, for another day. Happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens. So when you like, how was that transition from working full-time to go in and doing your own thing? Like, did you have like, did you, all right, I'm going to do this and you jump on it. Did you like, I waited six months because I was so nervous to make that jump. Like, what did that, what did that transition look like or feel like for you? It felt fucking awful. All I'll right. be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Dude, I appreciate yeah. the transparency. It, uh, <laughs> it, uh, you hear that everybody? It sucks and it's hard. <laughs> okay. So for yes, is it worth it though? Ooh. At a hundred percent. Yeah. It's yeah. a thousand percent. No thing, right. Like yeah. it's, no it question. is a thing. Like it's yeah. completely worth it. So yes. um, I, I will say that the split from me with my former employer, six division was not, mm-hmm. it was a one-sided split. Okay. They came and said, Hey, uh, we hired somebody to replace you. You can stick around, but we're not going to keep paying you what we're paying you. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. So I said, fuck you. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. For Good better for or worse. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it could have well, turned out shitty. Right. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Who knows? <laughs> now that being said, me and those guys were great. Awesome. Like, nice. They're, they're awesome. Like yeah. learning to split up. Yeah. amicably is Oof. that's a skill set and it wasn't me who made amend like right. it was they are super solid people awesome nice can't say enough good things about them and uh so me leaving wasn't per se my choice it was my choice right but in my head and this is the thing it's the majority of and this is my opinion right take it for what it's worth mm-hmm the majority of the pain, emotional pain that we feel around stuff like that is all self-induced. So I walked out of there. uh, I was running a team of five people. Everything was in my head was great. Right. And um, in my head, we were on track to do these amazing things. And it it probably coincidental didn't hurt much that it was right, right in line with the time for a good midlife crisis. anyways. So I left. The first month on our own, Scott being one of the people that made this possible, Mm -hmm. I instantly made more money in the first month than I had ever made the any month up to that point. Wow, dude. It was great. Like because of the people I knew and like the connection, the network that I had, like people just like, oh, you're on your own. Yes. Please take my money. I know who you are, I know what you do. Yeah. Okay. However, in my head, things weren't okay. Interesting. Right. Because not to get too metaphysical with it, but the vision that I had of myself in the world was just screwed over. Yeah. It's like your identity is tied in that. Yeah. 
That's right. Yeah. And so I was a team leader. I was part hmm. of a team. Now I am entrepreneur and responsible for finding, hunting, killings, bringing home everything that we do. Yeah. And so those first few months, I'd say the first six months, I dropped 30 pounds. Okay. Uh, developed a sweet case of insomnia. Wow. Um, sex drive, like tanked, everything. Okay. On paper, Noah, everything. Everything was better. I was making more money than I ever had. I had more autonomy and freedom to do whatever the F I wanted. Yep. And yet, like this thing had built up, right? Wow. And so, yeah, everything's going along, but you get into this mindset of like, I need to be selling. I need to be delivering. Yeah. I need to do this. And yeah. I'm failing at all of it. Now, if somebody had, and my wife at the time, we do a good job of balancing each other out at the time. So I was like, in a nice way, like everything's cool. Yeah. Kind of crushing we, it. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. Right. And she was still doing her insurance business at the same okay. time. Yeah. It's like, we got this. Like, yeah, I don't know what you're going on about. Right. And uh, the best way that I can say to describe it is, so we had talked about this before the recordings happened is. I'm going to sidetrack for just a second. So please, please. no. Yeah. Um, I'm an avid hunter. So our mm -hmm. logo long ship, that's Gerald. He's an elk here in Arizona <laughs> that he, we hunted. He's actually living up on our wall over is, here. Yes. That's what I'm used to seeing when we talk. And that's Sarah. Hi, yes. Sarah. <laughs> she says hi. And uh, so he became the mascot for our company. All right. So I was out hunting, not Gerald, but the year that, I had separated yep. from sixth division and I'm by myself. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. And I'm actually hunting deer, not okay. elk. Yep. And I'm what I'm watching this Canyon wall. There's Canyon dividing us from the other side, maybe 200 yards separation. I'm on one side Canyon's on the other. Mm -hmm. It's pretty clear. There's a few junipers, pretty steep. Yep. And I'm sitting there staring at it. Like anybody who thinks hunting is going to be super exciting, but it's, not. it's <laughs> like hours of boredom, a lot yeah. of sitting around and looking. Right. And I'm sitting there watching the side of the Canyon. And I kind of look this way and I swear I hear something move, come back. I have binoculars and I'm looking through the binoculars. Yeah. Kind of turn away. I hear something again. I turn back and I'm like, fuck, what's going on? No, nothing's there. I sit there for a solid two hours. I stand up. I move maybe 50 yards to my left. Okay. As soon as I get my back turned, I hear this crash out of the side, out of the canyon where I'd been looking. There was a big ass bull elk hiding behind this tiny juniper. And because of my angle of sight, I didn't see him. Oh, he was wow. completely invisible to me. Wow. He knew I was there, of course, but right. he was just waiting until I turned <laughs> my back and was going the other way. And he's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so he bolted off and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it. I'm like, how did I miss that? Yeah. Right. And I missed it because I didn't have the right perspective. I missed it because mm. I had the wrong angle on the problem. Yeah. Right. So right. the problem is I'm looking for animals to, to eat there's an animal to eat right behind that tree right in front of me hmm. but because i'm not moving i don't get i'm not changing my perspective wow. on the problem yeah and so i see nothing but obstacles sheesh 
And so I equate that to starting our own business. It's like you get so locked in right. the roadblocks and that I've got mm. to solve this. I've got to solve this. I've got to solve this. And that shit just like, it keeps turning. Yeah. It keeps turning. It right. keeps turning. Yep. All the while, you don't realize there's opportunity right in front of you. Yeah. And, and on top of it, in my instance, bringing it back to me starting Longship, everything was great. Hmm. But because I had the wrong perspective on what was going on, my perspective was, uh, I'm a victim. I got done wrong. Wow. Now I have to kind of figure it out. Poor yeah. me. Yeah. Um, that I never saw the blessings that it actually was. Wow. Right. And so yep. now when people, I try to be, try to be as open and honest about entrepreneurship as I possibly can. And so yeah. for a long time, people will be like, so what's it like? Like, how was it scary? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't, I dropped 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah. uh, my sex drive dipped. I, I'm not sleeping. And then I also, with some time, things started getting good. And so now when people ask me, but I felt obligated to tell people how tough it was. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that is not what the mainstream sort of idea or like people's perspective. Yeah. Like we get right. this flawed idea of what it hey, is. I'm, I'm be... my own boss and I get to create my own schedule and I have total freedom and this and that. And it's a, you know, fairy dream. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I've sat at my computer and had tears in my eyes as I was like working on campaigns. Like that is right. totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it, at the same time, with that, there's also a reverse of it, right? The reverse is I'm my own boss. Yep. I am making good money. Right. I have freedom. Right. And so it's the same coin, hmm. right? Yeah. But which part of the problem or which part of the coin do I choose to talk about? Interesting. And so, and I always, if I ever did the fluffy stuff, I always felt like I was being dishonest with yeah, the person. Right. And I'm like, no, you're, it's not that I'm being dishonest. It's that I'm, cho- what is it that I'm choosing to highlight? Hmm. And what is it that I'm choosing to focus on? And does that paint an accurate picture? Wow. And so for me now, it's when people are like, well, what's it like? I'm like, I, uh, going back to the original, the thing that I enjoy, the biggest thing I enjoy about being on, doing what I do mm-hmm. is figuring out what somebody needs to hear and how they need to hear it. Yeah. It's like, what does this person need to hear right now? When they, when they just ask that, why are they asking that question? Yeah. And so that does determine the answer that I give. Right. It's, if it's somebody who just needs to get motivated, then it's going to be motivation. If somebody who needs to hear the realistic point of view on it can kind of suck. Yeah then that's the point that I choose to highlight. But nice. as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, like, what part of your life do you choose to focus? Or what wow. do you choose to keep highlighted in your brain? Right. And you know that if you focus on the obstacles and you focus on the negative, then that's the way it is. That's, yeah. you could be, you could be living the best life possible. That's and you're really still cool, going to find something to bitch about. Yeah. Yeah. Like in my, in my, you know, long extensive career of being 25 years old and working on this stuff for five years. Is that it? Yeah. Are you only 25? I'm 25. (laughs) I I thought you were older. Yeah. Well, I started what that's worth. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I started like learning ads when I was 19 and Facebook ads was like, 
popular at the time. Mm-hmm. It was definitely around, but it wasn't, it had, it had no, like it was not what it is, you know, what it was the last couple of years and what it is today. What it was. What it was exactly. <laughs> so, but I, you know, I think something that I picked up really early on was the answers that I'm looking for are not necessarily like always going to, I mean, a lot of it, it doesn't really come from that external sort of like environment. Like I need, like my answers are searching internally within and finding that clarity and confidence internally gives me the peace to make the decisions that really maybe only make sense to me or that I see, or that I need to like actually do. Can I pause you there for a second? Please, Yeah, absolutely. Because that one, I don't know where you stand on religion, church, spirituality, anything like that. Well, my name is Noah. My middle name is Joseph. So like, that's a big part of my foundation. But yeah, like, you know. Perfect. So this should resonate. Um, (laughs) And again, this is going to be what I'm about to say is probably really easy to take out of context. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I really, the entrepreneur book, self-help space. Yeah. I don't know that there's a if there is a bigger circle jerk on planet earth, Hmm. it's all of these ideas. Here's what you need to be doing, bro. Here's how you should be doing it, bro. Hey man, you just need to get motivated. (laughs) You know why birds are the only animals that can fly? Because they believe in themselves. It's all all fucking bullshit. Right. And it's like, you start listening to all these voices coming at you and you start thinking of what I should be doing. Right. When I, when I start getting now, when I start getting kind of confused in that regard, like um, start looking at decisions and you're like, Oh, this one, uh, that one. Right. I have to stop listening to everything. Hmm. I literally stop listening to every other voice, clear the deck, yep. clear the deck. And I am a firm believer. I'm, I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe uh, in the Holy ghost and like, JC says at the last supper, he said, Hey, I'm going to leave you. Uh, but the Holy ghost come in my name. He's going to teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Yep. I have faith that hmm. there is a spirit. There is a guide that will teach me what I need to know. Yes. Shut out the voices. Yep. And like, get right with that. Yeah. Whatever you, whatever you choose to call that. Yep. Uh, but I am a firm believer mm-hmm. that, there is a voice, a spirit, a conscience, a whatever you want a to source. call it. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. And if I'm not being honest to that source within me, mm-hmm. then I'm going to get confused. Yeah. What do you do to like listen to, I mean, Perry Marshall calls it like, you know, the memo from the head office or the muse. Like, do you meditate? Do you do like, you know, the, like I write in the morning to kind of listen to that. What does that look like for you? Uh, a lot of different things. <laughs> um, so it's, for me, there's a few things. Number one is probably working out. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You and like, me both. Yeah. I freaking love the gym. Yeah. Um, I can block out. I can focus on a point in what it is that I'm doing. Yep. Um, so having gym time, I, I like my gym friends. I don't invite other people to work out with me. Like that's, I wake up yeah, at dude. 4 a.m. Right. I get it knocked out before my kids wake you up. You do. All right. Okay. Wakes up. Yeah. Like, this is me. Cell phones off. I'm working out. Yes. Right. Right. That's number one. Number two is, uh, a Wim Hof. Yep. Familiar with breathing. Yep. Yep. I do a lot of Wim Hof every morning. I'll nice. go through about 10, 15 minutes of Wim Hof. So it's kind of meditation. Mm-hmm. 
right? I, I try and meditate on it. I also yep. use when I'm doing Wim Hof, are you familiar with psycho cybernetics, the book? Yeah. I haven't totally finished that book all the way, but I know there's a, like a mentorship that I was part of a couple of years ago that harped on that book so much. Dude, if I, I wish I would have read that book. Soon. Wow. All right. Cool. I, I, I read it when I started long ship. Yep. And so taking those visualization cues mm-hmm. in how you project and yes, I mix that with Wim Hof nice. and then I've been a uh, lifelong journal writer. Yep. Of course. Typing it doesn't work for me. I don't know. Like I'm the same way. I have mine operating with me at all times. Like I don't, yep. I can't do it any other way. Like I like to yeah. use the calendar and like the technology there is yeah. great, but like, it's something about, cause I do the same thing. I write a page in my journal and this is like writing out everything I'm doing that day. hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. And so nice. those three things uh, in the meditation prayer, Wim Hof, like I would kind of roll that into one. Yeah. And then if I'm really struggling with something, then I just need to totally disconnect and be alone in the mountains. Okay. Like, like yeah. that's one of the big things for me with hunting is mm-hmm. all everything's out. There's no cell phones. No, nope. there's no, no people. Like I, I hmm. generally hunt solo. I'll go okay. with friends and stuff like that, but right. it, this is a me thing. I'm, this is, and I can only do like, I don't like my kids are still small. I have a 12, a 13 year old, 10 year old and seven year old. Okay. Yeah. And so about three days out by myself. That's about as long as I go. Okay. Yep. That's a good, no, no, that's a, that's a good amount of time though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so there's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the big one. And of course with us, it's because you add another layer on top of it, which is we're a husband and wife team running a business. Yeah. Like there be dragons there. Tread light. it's tough it's tough let's talk about it like i yeah like what is that how do you like so you said that she is managing your guys's front end like the sales and marketing yep okay is it like it is it it is just you guys like do you are you you are the builder like you're not we are the owner so we have a team we have i do you know me working with scott because it's like i have my og clients that i always of course yeah, just, that's that's uh, how I feel I, about like the guys that have retained me at this point as well. It's like right. you guys get you guys have are the reason that I am here that I get to do a lot of this stuff. So like you get my priority, hundred percent. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna take way too long for me to explain some stuff that I've been working on with somebody yeah. for a decade, right? <laughs> right, it's, right. There's no way. So uh, we have two coaches. Okay. One is local here in Arizona. Another mm-hmm. one is in Idaho. Okay. And guy in Idaho, story brand consultant as well. So nice. Sarah pulls in the project and then based off of where everybody's at workload, she divvies it out to either one of our coaches. Okay. And then we have a team in the Philippines that does the, the drag and drop, like the stuff that is really time consuming. We have yeah. a team of Filipino ninjas that just nice. are, they're, they're the best. And uh, so that's all of us. So right. how did we get there? Um, we've been married. Sarah and I have been married for 22 years. All right. Congratulations. This month. Thank you. Love it. Um, and I can't tell my wife shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> She's the boss. Well, it, I don't. It's she's the oldest of four and she's got 
three brothers. Yeah. She's going to do what she's going to do. Yeah. And turns out I'm going to do what I'm going to (laughs) do. Right. Right. And so I knew like long ship fast forward. So we go back in time, started it. We're six months deep into this thing and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm busier than I know what to do with. Right. Right. Like I'm drowning in work, which is again, boohoo. Yeah. Not the terrible um, problem to have. Yeah. Of course. I'm yeah. so sad. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Gotta and, say uh, no to work. Isn't that, how right. weird is that, by the way? Like when you're first oh. doing that, that is the strangest, like to say no well, to income coming in. You're like, what am I doing? Well, and the problem is I didn't say no. And we oh, right. only yeah. amplified it. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I gotta yeah, get yeah. it because I'm, I'm locked yeah. in scarcity mindset. Right. Right. I'm dying and I need somebody's help. Yes. And, but I know not that I didn't want her help, but I know that if I floated it as, Hey babe, uh, this insurance practice you've been working on for the last, I don't know, six, seven years, eight years. Uh, do you want to quit that and start working with me? <laughs> like that ain't going to happen, bro. Like she's, she will dig her heels in and yeah. she will, she will insurance harder. <laughs> right <laughs> so i'm like I gotta, a great term. <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh but i'm dying and i'm like okay well i gotta figure something out and it was february of 2018 first of february she goes you know i was thinking yeah because we're sharing an office uh-huh. goes, uh, i'm thinking you know i think we could make way more money if i just stopped the insurance yeah. And helped you with long ship. And I'm all it's a great idea. in my head, in my head, I'm all <laughs> don't, don't blow this. Don't blow this. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> and so I want, I was all, Oh yeah. Please, <laughs> please God, please. <laughs> Cause at that point I was committed. I'm not going to get a partner. Like yeah, I'm not bringing right. anybody else into this equation. Nice. I'm here. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Right. And so maybe four or five days later, you know, I talked to so-and-so about, Buying my book of business. Oh. Don't don't blow it. <laughs> and then finally, like she goes through the motions. This is all her idea. She's doing it. Okay. I'm I'm trying to have as little impact on the decision as possible because yep. I know that if I influence it, yes, then it's not like she needs to be the catalyst. Okay. I respect her autonomy. We are a team one hundred percent. Awesome. But she has to make that decision. Yeah. And I have to be okay with it if it's not the decision I make. Right. It's the only way that like that has longevity in that over the long term is that yeah, she's making I that think, decision on her own accord. Yeah. And now that's to say like we don't operate like that in our whole life. Like, right. We go home and we have specific duties and things that we've allocated and we're, we're doing it. Right. 100%. So finally, she, last in February, she finalizes selling a book of business off to another agent. She comes and she goes, that's it. It's done. And I was like, Okay, thank God. <laughs> thank you. I've yeah. been dying. I'm drowning. <laughs> yeah. I have like, Please. I need your help. She's like, why didn't you say anything? I'm all, babe. Yeah. No, well, you know well. why I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, no, it's still a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if there's any uh, married entrepreneur couples working, my advice, there's two things that I uh, advise heavily. Mm-hmm. Number one, schedule your fights. Wow. Okay. So every, you're actually <laughs> interrupting fight night as we speak. <laughs> what? <laughs> every every Friday at noon is fight night. Oh my! Fight day, where we just we we have our 
This yeah. is what we're doing conversation. Right. And we're both strong willed, heavily yeah. opinionated people. And so we've gotten better at learning how the other one needs info presented. Okay. And so scheduling, like if it's like, we aren't talking about that shit outside of this time. Yes. Right. So we know that there's a time allocated, Mm -hmm. but we're not getting distracted in the meantime with all the other stuff that has to get. Wow. Yeah. And so just knowing that that's coming, Mm -hmm. buddy. Nice. And then uh, shared notes on our iPhones. Interesting. Cool. Like we, if there's a topical thing that like a heavier, even to lighter conversations yeah, where we just have a running dialogue where each of us has time to think about the answer Mm -hmm. and respond in kind. Cool. And so I have not done like, especially when you bring in team members, it's like, I have people like, so is this a marriage fight or is this a work conversation? <laughs> I'm all, there is no difference. It's all the same. <laughs> but bringing somebody else into that conversation, it's like, and we've not done, always done a great job of that. Of course. Yeah. Right. The, and there's so, something that I interesting uh, that I heard last year that said, there's no such thing as business problems. There's only personal problems that show up in your business. That, I think that's fair. I thought that was because you yeah. take, you take the, um, the two biggest fights you're going to have probably i think with your spouse or your significant other sex and money money yep bingo so so now you're going to take those (laughs) hopefully your business isn't sex though (laughs) no judgment yeah no judgment uh but you're going to take that conversation and you're going to it's like okay i'm at home and you have job i have a job then we Mm -hmm. have our home and we're balancing our checkbooks and goals yes Right. Okay, great. Now you're going to take that problem, which is massive just on a normal day. And now you're going to multiply it out to your business. Hmm. And that has the potentiality of getting really ugly, really yeah, fast. Right. Like the compound and the, yeah, what, what could that, what that could, yeah, for sure. Wow. And so in addition to just scheduling our fights hmm. there, we make somebody else the bad guy. So for us, the bad guy is the bookkeeper and the accountant. Okay. <laughs> I'd love you to buy, you know, she can come to me and say, Hey, I'd love to give you another chunk of cash to go buy a bike. Right. Um, the accountant says, no. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> That's great. And so, so take like, if you're a married, well, everybody should have a bookkeeper and an accountant, but yeah, if you're right. a married couple running a business, knowing that the fight is going to be a, a large chunk of fighting is going to be about finances. Interesting. Yeah. Just outsource that shit, bro. Like send nice. it to somebody else, let them handle it and let them be the bad guy. And we tell our bookkeeper and our accountant, like you're the bad guy. Sorry. You're the bad guy. Yeah. Sorry. They knew they, they got to know that that's what they're signing up to. Like, yeah, they got to know that. Okay. So there's, there's like two or three things that I really want that like out of this that I'm super curious about. First one is like, can we just talk about like the, the model of longship? Like how do you guys price? Are you guys like, you know, structured as kind of like I'm prioritizing like a retainer model as an agency? Is it kind of like one off based on the project that's coming in? How do you guys manage that? Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and how is it like, how has it evolved over time? Cause obviously when people are coming, you know, when you're first getting started and you're like, I need money in the door, like it made sense to me to prioritize the retainers, but then I found myself sort of getting capped with like, people are coming in and they're buying me and my time and I can only scale me so much. And so now 
as I've, you know, I went through like that process of, you know, building kind of the six figure business and now seven figures and beyond is like, I need to have a repeatable sort of almost like productized service that I can then deliver. And that's sort of what I'm going through right now. And I'm struggling with a little bit, but yeah, I would love to hear just like your experience with how that's evolved. So it, because I had a phenomenal model coming into this, Mm -hmm. I think a good chunk of our stress around it was taken out from the beginning. Okay. And what I mean by that is we do a balancing act of project and retainer. Love it. Repeatable recurring revenue that gives you some stability and security and still, yeah, some flexibility in the projects. Yeah. yeah I mean, our project prices uh, on the low end go from 3K up to like 15. Yep. And so, I mean, you want to feel good about yourself. Watch like a $20,000 deposit come through. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, Whoa, yeah, that's like magic. Have, yeah, it's magic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it turns out that money goes away and, uh, <laughs> and you're left and you're like, wow, what do I do yeah, now? This is like, that's, that's the weird thing is like, man, this feel like a chunk of money, but like, it's not as much as I thought it was going to be or feel like that is so I funny. Know. Well, and we're, we're designed as animals to like, it's always the next hit. Oh, it's, it's a drug. It's a yeah, drug. Let's 100%. just be honest. Right. We're addicted and, to this. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And, and you, and so have you ever read the book? Um, Habits of a health, uh, happy brain. No, no, oh, jeepers. No, that's a new one. I have it. I have it here. I can't remember. I'm going because I can't remember her name. Um, Loretta Grunzab, Zub, Zub, Zub. There you go. <laughs> Perfect, dude. Yeah, and I, I should, habits of a, okay, it's phenomenal. Cool. Okay, phenomenal. But it's all about like, hey, you're uh mammalian instinct is to see threat and be rewarded yeah and you identify it and nice. you, you're going to get a dopamine hit when you hit a project but turns out now you need a, a larger thing hmm. and a larger thing because now yeah. like i look back on what we do now on a month if i if i had done five years ago what i did in august I would have walked around with a boner for an entire year, <laughs> right? Like, I'd be like, I am amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wouldn't even believe that, like, yeah, you, you could do something yeah. like that, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, ain't no thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. I'm kind on of to the sad next about one. that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, but if you just had realized that that's the way your brain works, huh, that is really interesting. And so for us, it's it. a, it is a mix. And yeah. it's one of okay. those things where it's sometimes your project slow, retainer heavy. Okay. Right. Right now we're in the opposite where it's, we've got to rebuild our retainer book business okay. because we had so many projects. Yeah. And so for us, it's been a healthy mix of both. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Do you guys like set like a certain target though? Like that we're working towards X, you know, for the year on a certain month. Like how do you guys work with that? Sure. Uh, I have a lot of head trash around goal setting. Dude, like uh, I, yeah, I, I I love talking about this with you. Like this it, is so, I, I wanted like the next question that I was going to have is like head trash around money too, just like personal oh, finance and stuff like, yeah. I, I, man, when it comes to the, yeah, that's probably, it's my parents are like, I couldn't ask. I'm the youngest of seven. Okay. And my parents were really all over the place with kids. So like my oldest brother was 18 when I was born. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I couldn't ask for better parents. 
one thing they didn't teach me was how to manage money. Yep. Of course. Completely foreign. Yeah. Right. Right. And as cliche as it sounds, you can add more money to a shitty system and it's going to disappear. Dude. Until you get your head right around it and do what you're doing. That is a big part of the mission of systems of wealth is that as I've noticed, as I've battled my own personal relationship with money, I've seen it like the revenue numbers and businesses that I'm involved in are just like my own personal consulting. Like I see that continue to grow as I just like, I've had to yeah, purposely force myself to work through that. Cause the same sort of thing. I didn't have financial education from my parents. Like that was just something that isn't really available for a lot of us. So I was like, right. you know what? You I'm, gotta, yeah. I gotta be that out hard knocks. Yeah. And it's uh, hmm. so goal setting. And I, so I'm really, really good at goal setting in every aspect of my life, except money. Wow. And it's like, I'll set an objective. I want to be able to bench this. I want to be able to deadlift this. What do I need to do to make that happen? Where's my weaknesses? I can, and bingo, bango. I want to be able to do this. And like, it works out. But when we set up financial goals, uh, or let's just say target revenue goals for the month. Mm -hmm. (sighs) we're just kind of like um and so for us what's worked for us is we set things on a quarterly basis okay and then for us this is going to sound like a commie statement money isn't a massive motivator for us experience is love it awesome yes right yes and so if we can tie the financial aspect to the experience of it Dude. Uh, then it gets more real for Love us. Love that. Yes. I would. I just filmed a video yesterday talking about this, like what's your financial independence number sort of in a sense. And I, I got this from a book that I've read. I don't know if you've ever read this it's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. You ever heard of this? No. Book? Dude, this is a really good one. I think he, it would probably, ha- it would help just like break down some of that stuff. Because um, the idea of that book is that like people that are, you know, quote unquote wealthy, like they have an abundance of a lot of different things more than just like money. And like the Mm -hmm. idea of that book is like being like being very detailed and designing that, like, I want, this is the house that I want to own the cars that I want to drive and this and that. And so my whole thing is like adding context to your money goals is what makes it feel real. And it makes it a lot more actionable because just being like, I want a million dollars. I want to, you know, see this X, like it's the same sort of thing. Like it doesn't really, doesn't totally drive me, but if you can add real context to the goals, then it makes it much more like, and then you get to experience like whatever that might be like that. I think that book would honestly help a lot because it has really changed a lot for me. And like my perspective, I'm going to check it out. I just Googled it. Fantastic. Uh, and sorry, I was uh, texting. Uh, I have a, an appointment later on, but he's, he's great. He's, he's easy. <laughs> so I'm, I was paying attention. No problem. Yeah, you're good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so goal setting, yeah. um, pulling all of that apart with the finances, tying it to something that's experiential for us. Mm, that's great. And then, so we are not speaking for my wife and I, like, we're not, sounds so stupid. We're not money motivated mm-hmm. in that we don't want a bigger house. Yeah. We have a 2000 square foot house that we've lived in for 18 years. Right. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Love it. Right. Like yeah. we have, 
I have a truck. I love my truck. I've driven yeah. my truck for five years. Yeah. It gets it gets me outside. Right. It goes. I don't drive a lot. Like I live and work within a half mile. My kids' school is like a quarter mile that way. <laughs> my house great. is a half mile that way. Yes. Like it, yeah. for us, it's been about building the life that we want. I'm yes. very okay. So this is a very good point for me. Is I. I'm better at identifying the shit I don't like than the stuff that I do like. Wow. Yeah. All, All right. right. So yeah, I hate commuting. Yes. Hate it. Yeah. Like won't, won't do it. Yeah. So we've built a life around, we have our little bubble. Yeah. Right. It's and beautiful. everything is within, you know, a five minute drive. Yes. Cause I think like, commuting is just a pain in the ass. Yeah. I'm not, I'm neither working <laughs> nor being with my family i'm yeah. just here the things that right? i love yeah that make this life worth living that i want to do not it not sitting it. in a car not it yes. um and so what is it that you want to build so for mm. us it's uh we wanted to be stable in a community because okay. both of our parents growing up my dad was military her parents were poor okay. we moved around a lot yeah certainly and uh for us stability and community were huge. Okay. We wanted to be in a place. We wanted our children to be raised in a place. Yep. Right. Experience. So what is the experience that we're, we're crafting up until, you know, a year ago, we made all three of our kids, our house is a three bedroom house. We made all three of our kids share a room. Wow. People are like, don't you want to get a bigger house for them? I'm all, no. <laughs> Why would I get a bigger house for them? They're going to leave in a couple of years. Like, <laughs> about that. Well, I mean, it, it's what are they learning through this? They're learning to get along with other yeah, people. Right. Wow. Right. Like you yeah. don't just get to shut your door and be away. Like yeah. block everything out. You got to yeah. get along with people. Right. How do you make that work? Um, teaching them entrepreneurship and independence. Mm-hmm. So our oldest 12 or 13, uh, she's run her, she has a little cookie business. She All sells right. cookies. She's been doing that for three years. Sweet. She like, <laughs> she bought her own iPad. She bought her own Nintendo switch. Like these are things. So valuable. She, right. She's doing it. Yeah. Right. Love that. So those are, I want our children to see us. Um, another one for us is experience. So we live in right in downtown Mesa. There's, like Cal- not as bad as California. There's homelessness, there's yeah. drugs, there's all of these things. Right. Our neighborhood is by no means a bad neighborhood. Yeah. Right. Right. It is also a very downtown neighborhood. Mm. I want my children to see difficulty. Yeah. Realities of life. Right. I, yeah. I don't, I, the, the two girls, they're very pretty little girls the world just gives them everything they want. Anyways, <laughs> right. the worst thing I think I could do as a parent is lock them away in a gated community with other kids that look wow. like them. So they have no reality of what the hell's going on. Out wow. There. That's a really interesting balance between like wanting kids to experience struggle and difficulties, but obviously still wanting to like provide and like give them the dream life that like, maybe you didn't get to necessarily experience. It's a really interesting well, balance there. And the other thing like, and this is, it's like, I hear that a lot from parents. Well, I'm going to give my kids all the things I wanted. I'm like, yeah, Okay, uh, key point there. All the things you wanted, Jack. Oh, wow. Like, do your kids want that? Yeah. Are you listening to your kids? This, are you living your life? <laughs> hey, like, you're living your best life wow. for them. 
Dude, right? Like, wow. Yeah. And, and so, wow. At the same time, like we push our kids to do things. They have chores. They have, yeah. it's nothing huge. Of course. Right? Like, like, yeah. Nothing abnormal. Yeah. Nothing abnormal. Right. Uh, but I do want them to be exposed to the realities of life. Nice. Um, I want them to. And so where I live, the line of work that we're in, yep. how we do it, it all kind of pieces together. And so mm-hmm. it's, I want my kids to be independent, right? I want yeah. them to be able to stand up against the crowd or find like-minded people that, yeah. that are their tribe. Um, and it's going to be theirs. So for us, our currency as a couple hmm. are, is experience. Mm-hmm. Not all experiences are free, so you have to pay for them. Certainly. Right. And so you need tying the financial aspect of what we do to the experience aspect of the life that we're living with our kids. Um, uh, and again, not saying we do it perfect, but we're doing it. Yeah. We're we're trying to pull through. Like we don't hide from our children that we have disagreements. We don't Mm. hide that we have fights, but what we do is we model, we try and model the, um, words totally escaping me right now reconciliation that you can be mad at each other but how do you make it right right like i don't want you to just avoid conflict because dad will be mad and i'll just bottle up what it is that i want right by all means let it out yeah solve a problem solve a problem yeah right? we can't solve a problem that's not stated and so 100%. now we focus on and it's not like we're having it out in front of our kids, mm-hmm. but you know, we don't hide if it yeah. comes up. Still real. I always Still admired real. that about my parents. Like they, you know, they have their fights, same sort of deal, but I always like, cause for me growing up, I was like, how can you guys yell at each other? And then we can sit down at dinner and like, you guys love each other still. Like I, I couldn't make that. Yeah. I was like, but they have, I like same sort of deal. Like they were and are the best role models. Like I am so, so grateful to be able to, to like be raised by them and to watch the way that they operated and to like set an example for a marriage like that. Cause it really like from an early age, I saw that like, it's okay to voice and have feelings and be, you know, and have that stuff. It's real. And ignoring that is not going to make the problem go away. It's only going right. to fester and make it worse. Exactly. And it's, there's so many. Okay. So if I go back to the analogy of the elk behind the tree, yes, there are so many problems that remain hidden mm. and Mm. They're hidden because we don't change our perspective. We're not open to changing the way we view it. Right. And, and so teaching our kids like, okay, wow. say what it is you got. Yeah. Right. And yep. some of the proudest moments I have as a dad is when they are welcomed into adult conversations. Yeah. <laughs> by not my me, but by adults. Right. Right. Like yeah. the oldest one, her name is Dagny that all of her teachers are always at the end of the year. That was, Dagny really comes up and she self advocates. I'm like, (laughs) okay, good. Yeah. Good. She's clear about what she wants. Nice. And she doesn't have a problem approaching authority to request. Ah, wow. That's big. Really, really big. Huge. Like to me, that's the world is like, it's opening up to her. Yes. Right. That she can advocate for herself. And, you know, at the end of the day, no, it's like money. Yeah. And I don't want to minimize money. Like money is important. I of course. Think that 
there's virtue in it. Like how else does an equitable society trade good for good other than an agreed upon currency? This makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's big. Yep. It's not the end all right. Like, yeah, I I want, I will live on through my progenity and (laughs) what do I need to do to help them be the stable? I have, and this is a, this is a difficult one for entrepreneurs as well. I actually talked to a buddy about it this week he's having difficulties in his marriage and stuff. And he's like, no, I just need to, I'm by no means a marriage counselor. Um, <laughs> he's like, I just need, uh, I need to be more focused on the business so that I can provide for the kids and they need to see this. And I'm all, whoa, 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 whoa. He's up. Realize your kids don't give a fuck about that. No, they care. Where's dad at? Where's dad? Why is dad not around? Yeah. Like down the road. Wow. They're not going to give a crap. No they will remember the fact that you weren't around. Sheesh, that's real. Yeah. And so, yeah. and if that's, if you're somebody who doesn't have kids and you're like, well, I'm not willing to change that. Cool. Don't, that's fine. Yeah. Right. Like stay focused on your, your vision, mm-hmm. but it's really easy to sacrifice those relationships. I think by with I'm doing this for them. Yeah. It's for you. Let's be it's real. Yeah. It's and okay. In that example, like obviously, you know, I don't, I don't have kids right now, but like I can, you know, move anything into like, you know, there's family that's hanging out tonight that like I get to go see and thankfully, and like, you know, the typical sort of like, you know, got to be on and working and like, I got to sacrifice. Like that is a, it's an interesting, like the entrepreneurship, like sacrifice, like the friends around you that like, aren't, you know, on the same wavelength. It's like these relationships are important to me and they serve a certain purpose and maybe they don't operate the same way that I do, but like, it doesn't make them bad people. Like they still get right. to, deserve, they deserve my time. And like, they have a big, like, I want to be around them too. It's the same sort of deal. So that's really well, interesting. And it's for me, I spent a lot of time feeling like if I wasn't telling again, back to the whole, like, is business good? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to tell them how shitty it is so that they yeah. know the truth of it. Right. Uh, the truth is I have, different relationships and different friend groups based off of different things. Yes. Yes. And that's okay. hundred percent. It's okay. Like yeah. a good chunk of my friends are, uh, it's odd. Like I have a bunch of really good friends that are pilots. Really? I have, yeah. I have that no desire odd. to fly. Right. Like, <laughs> none. Right. I have, like it's cool. Like you can fly a plane. Like yeah. a couple of them fly for Southwest. Uh, one of them is an uh, Air National Guard pilot. He flies the refueling tankers. Okay. Some really cool shit. Yeah. And I'm like, they have no idea. Like, conceptually, <laughs> they know what I do. And conceptually, yeah, right. I know what they do. Yeah. It's about but it the matter. extent. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a good release. Now, yes. Nice. Can I go to them and say, hey, man, I'm having a hard time XYZ in my business? No. Not Yeah. That's not your crowd for that. Yeah. yeah. So having a diversity of crowds is always been important. Wow. I love that. That's great. That's really good. Okay. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but there's one more question that I want to talk to you about. And this is, you know, we, 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 we wrapped on a little bit before we hopped on uh, like you, you know, taking some time to go hunting and kind of doing that. Like, how do you, how do you balance? I don't even want to use the word balance. Cause I don't necessarily believe in like a work-life balance, but like, how do you, deal with and how has that evolved over time? Because I'm sure like when you first, you know, made that, that transition to, you know, working full-time or working on your own, you know, being that self-employed, like, and feeling like, God, I got to be on, I got to have the stuff rolling in. It must've been really difficult to like step away. Like you said, like, you know, not sleeping, not eating all that stuff. Yeah. Now with where you're at, like, how do you manage 
stepping away and either like mentally being able to go and do that? Or do you still like, gosh, I need to be there and tied to my desk because I got to run the business. Like, how do you manage that at this point? Like, are you okay with, you know, stepping away? Not super well. (laughs) Okay. Again, appreciate your transparency. That is something that I am actively always, you know, I don't think that ever really goes away. I'm sure you just get better Mm -hmm. at sort of dealing with it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think that's exactly it. It, um, I had, uh, so no, I'm not really good at it. Okay. (laughs) Um, there are times still where I'll be like, well, I'm going to go into the office. Why? Hmm. Well, I got to go to work. Cause I have to. Yeah. Who said you have to? Right. Me. <laughs> Somebody somewhere at this one right. time. The voice that's what dads do. Dads <laughs> yeah. go get up and they're grumpy and they go to work. Wow. Yeah. Um, it, and at the same time, the reverse of that coin of, dude, you don't need to go in. Hmm. Everything is okay. You can mm-hmm. take a couple hours. You're fine. Yes. Right? Yeah. The reverse of that is, I really believe that if you've got nothing going on, like one piece of advice that I do give to people around uh, when they start their business, have you ever read the book uh, Big Magic by Liz Gilbert? No, I've read, I think it's called Thinking Big, but that one sounds new to me. Big so Magic. Liz Gilbert, she, she's a, uh, she writes women's novels like Eat, Pray, right. Love. Was yeah, 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 big yeah. Books. yeah. Okay. Uh, big Magic is all about the creative process. And I read okay. this one years ago. I've reread it. It's top 10 for me. Nice. Uh, she talks about the muse and how mm-hmm. different artists uh, approach the creative process. And uh, one of the people that she cites, I can't remember the specific person's name, is like they would get dressed up in their best clothes. Mm-hmm. If they were ever facing writer's block, they'd get dressed up. And they're like, look, the the muse isn't going to be attracted to somebody who looks busted. Like I got to get up, hmm. put my clothes on. I got to put my makeup on. I got to court the muse. Okay. For entrepreneurs that are just starting out, she's like, I got nothing going on. Then get your ass up yeah, and do the productive things. Hmm. And once you just kind of like get the momentum rolling. Yeah. Like magic. It, it pops. Yeah. It pops. Right. It's right? the same thing. Like when I don't necessarily like, cause I'm again, like I was an athlete my whole life. My big thing, like on a daily basis now is like, yeah, I get to the gym and sometimes like I'm tired after I work and I don't want to, but it's the same thing. As soon as I like start doing some jump rope and I get a sweat going, I'm like, oh, this is, I get the groove and it's there and like, you know, got a great lift. That's it. And it's, see, I love jump rope. Yes. It's, I'm not (laughs) really that great at it, but uh, (laughs) dude, just like that motion, like there's something physiologically about the motion. You're just there and you're present. You got to be like to get that rhythm down. Like you just got to be right there with it. Yeah. And so turning that off, and learning to just say, because it becomes a habit as well, mm-hmm. right? Being able to say, okay, I'm disconnecting now. Yeah. And I'm going to prioritize this thing. I, I really believe the worst people you can talk to about marriage advice are people that have been married for 40, 50 years. Why? Because they forgot the struggles that you're going through in the first 10. Ah. Like the, wow. the memory of it is like, it's all roses now. <laughs> right. It's fine. It's yeah. gone. Right. Yeah. It's, you just got to love each other. Don't go to sleep angry. <laughs> Bitch, please. Like talk about don't go to sleep angry. Are you, I, we want to kill each other. Right. <laughs> and so I bring that up because 
the right advice, right? Like somebody could be listening to that and going, yeah, I just need to disconnect and let go. Yeah. No, no bro. You need to focus the F up mm. and get in there. Yeah. Right. And right. so learning what skill to toggle on and toggle huh. off wow. in the situation. Yeah. That's huge. Right. And so wow. and I've kind of, you know, gone this way and that way. Back of course. And, and I, right. And I would be remiss, no, if I didn't say that uh, the biggest key for me in that component of it, and especially in the startup where you're learning and money is tight, you got to sacrifice. And what I mean by sacrifice for me as a Christian, it looks like tithes and offerings. Okay. Like take it for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. One, one guy's opinion and one mm-hmm. guy's experience. If I am ever struggling financially or lead flow wise, Fast, pay a tithe, make an offering. I don't give a crap who you make it to. Shit manifests. Yep. Every time. Yep. Cause like, and effect. Yeah. Cause and effect. Like, I believe that it's an eternal law and that if I put other people ahead of me, especially during times of great mental stress like that, I don't know. Let's pretend there isn't a God. Easy for some people to do, I guess you're learning to let go. You're learning to just, it's a, a mindset, right? Yes. There's yeah. a mindset. You're learning right. to just live in abundance. Yeah. To me as a believer, there is a tangible, I am offering this. I'm consecrating this money mm-hmm. as an offering to my God. Yeah. And that is like the part of like shifting your perspective on it. It's like the same thing with like, yeah, like you just see that, like there's something about it because what I've noticed whenever I am in like a mentally feeling like things are tight, it's usually because I'm so focused on me and my own call them selfish or whatever it is. And then as soon as like my breaking out of that is like prioritizing, like helping other people get what they want. And ultimately, inevitably, I'm going to get what I want out of that as well. Dude, I, I, it is Leave with the service. It yeah. is the closest thing to magic I have experienced in my wow. life. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And, and so if you're in that position where you're struggling, and again, the right ad, good advice out of context, mm-hmm. that's the one piece of advice that I could say has applied from the beginning of our business to where we're at now. Nice. Is consistency of tithes and offering, giving. Wow. Shit works out, man. Dude, call it, great. call it magic, call it the universe, <laughs> call it God. I don't care. So yeah, that, but learning to let go, that, that is a small aspect of where I better learn to let go. Yeah. Wow. I say we leave it there. That was perfect. Clint, thank you so much for joining me. This was you bet, man. such a valuable conversation. Seriously. Thank you so much. I really I enjoyed it time. as well. Fantastic. That's great. Um, everybody that's, that's watching, please, if you're on a Spotify, Apple podcast, please leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm still new to this. I think you're, you're like, like the video comment, leave us what, what you liked about the interview. Uh, make sure you subscribe. So you see future episodes. Um, if anybody wants to find or hire you guys, it's just longshipsystems.com. That's it. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll be sure to link that. It's not a, it's not a great website. But it's there. <laughs> it's there. Again, Clint, appreciate you. Thank you so you much. Bet, Noah. And uh, I'll see you guys all in the next episode. Thank you guys.